Hi everybody and welcome to Ask Allie, your place for spiritual advice for busy people. Ask Allie is the longest running spiritual podcast on iTunes. I've been helping others there since 2005. Today is Monday, May 4th, 2020. I want to thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. If you'd like to get a reading or have your energy balanced, find out more about me or support the podcast, I'll leave the information below in the show's notes. And don't forget, if you like this episode, please rate it. Well, happy May 4th to you. May the 4th be with you. Uh, always one of my favorite days. Um, I always liked it when they, when they made it May 4th. May the 4th be with you. I just love that. Anyways, yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I, I, I completely admit it. Now, if you noticed, if you're listening, how most of you listen uh, to the podcast, you're not going to notice that there's no video component to it. But for those of you who went to YouTube and went, where is it? Where's Ask Allie? Uh, It's no longer on YouTube. Um, The past episodes will stay there. But I decided to go back to the original format of me just doing audio. That's what I liked. That's what the majority of the people who listen to this like. So that's how it's going to be. Uh, There will be a behind the scenes component, but that's going to go with the... um, the group that I'm forming. I remember I've told, I think I, I'm, I'm about 99.9% positive. I mentioned something last week again about it. So I'm not going to mention anything this week, but the behind the scenes is going to go with, with that group. Um, yeah. So this, this is May 4th. That meant uh, two days ago, somebody had a birthday and yes, indeed do do. They did. I am now officially 53. It's weird to think that I'm 53, but you know, it's, it's not as weird as when I said I was 50. Okay. 53 is like, eh, now when I get to 56, that's going to be weird. That's another three years from now. I'll be going, oh, what? I don't understand, <laughs> but I'm very, uh, grateful that I've gotten this far and I'll, I will have the same amount of gratitude when I make it to 56, maybe even more since I'll be older. Not a whole lot else is going on um and i forgot to mention that although ask ally will not be a video um on youtube or on instagram or any of those places um i will end up doing videos i just don't know what of yet so you know i'm not completely gone from video when it comes to yours truly and uh you know talking to you guys so Never you fear. <laughs> there will be more of me. It's just uh, for Ask Allie, you're going to have to be part of the group in order to see behind the scenes. Well, there has to be something that's happened in the last week besides me getting a year older. Uh, but there hasn't. Felix, uh, the orange kitty, the one that sounds like Darth Vader, who was on his way. And then little black kitty. Um, he's the one, that black cat that, that has the white underneath them. Kind of reminds me of a priest. Uh, those two will be heading to the vet on Friday. So if you could send them some good mojo on Friday, I'd greatly appreciate it. Neither one of them is doing very well. Um, Felix and his Darth Vader sound should have gone away when I got all his teeth taken out. But it's still there, which means something else is going on. So we're going to look into that. And little black kitty, well, he's he's lost an enormous amount of weight. And um, don't he's been to the vet f- before about this. We've taken blood and we've dewormed um, and nothing is seeming seeming to work. So I think she's going to she's going to hunt around for cancer. 
on Friday, and I'm probably about 85% sure it's what she's going to find. But until he tells me he's ready to go, I'm not going to put him down on Friday. Until he tells me he's ready, he will hang on um, with me. All right? Okie doke. So let us go to the Oracle card overview for the week of May 4th, 2020. I am using uh, the Sacred Traveler Oracle cards by Denise Lynn. Once I tell you what cards I've chosen, go ahead and feel free to look them up online since you can't see them in a video. All right? So let's see what we got. Let's shuffle up here. It is so nice and sunny out again. It's much cooler than it was um, from over the weekend. It was in the 70s over the weekend, but now I think it's like 43, 44. So it's good going out in sweatshirt weather. I still like that. So I'm, I'm, still, I'm still pretty darn happy about all of that. All right. There's one two and this one's falling on me so we'll make you number three now i know most of you listen to me on itunes but did you know you can also listen to me on stitcher on iHeartRadio, on google music and there's one more because there's i think there's one more nope that sounds about it four places that you can find me um to listen to the ask alley podcast all right four cards interesting this week how <laughs> this this all lays each one feeds into the other now again this is an overview of the week um, maybe each card doesn't pertain to you although by me looking at it, it looks like one feeds into the other take what serves you and what doesn't serve you jot down anyways because you might look back and say hey i'm thinking she was right okay so the first card we've got is journey by moonlight and this is all about believing in magic. Magic is all around us, even during this time of COVID-19. There is magic all around us. So look for it, okay? Look for it at dusk, look for it at dawn, look for it at all times in between. It's around us, you just have to pay attention. The second card I drew was the Desert Passage. And that's all about trust there's a divine plan. And most of the time, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, for me anyways, as I'm going about life, I get to a, a place that I'm like, what the WTF and WTH is usually what I'm saying. Why am I here? Why, why, why? Um, what, what good could possibly come out of this for me? And uh, you know, how can this be in my highest good? How can this be in my highest good? All right, those are different things I say when I've gotten to the desert passage and I don't see a plan, although I have to trust that there's a divine plan and that's going on for us this week. And the last card I drew is the Gates of Triumph. Success expands in your life. So there will be a success. There'll be success for you. There'll be success for me. It's gonna be around us we have to pay attention. Now, usually with the gates of triumph, you think you know these doors are gonna fly open and the angels are gonna sing and light's gonna stream through. Well, <laughs> usually, usually it means a little window kind of opens and someone you know coughs and blows cigarette smoke <laughs> to your house, but there it is. You know, gates of triumph isn't always uh, nice, you know, sunshine and trumpets blaring okay for all of this 
The Journey by Moonlight and the Gates of Triumph, the beginning and the ending here for this week. We have to pay attention to our surroundings. We have to pay attention for the magic and we have to pay attention for the success. Because even something little, even something we might consider minor, but helps us out, is a success. You take that, you put that in the win category and you say, woohoo, all right? And in between the beginning of the week, which is today, Monday, and the end of the week, which is Sunday, we have to trust that there is a divine plan for everything. Because we are just mere humans. We don't see the big picture. The powers that be sees the big picture. Okay, they know what they're doing. They, he, she, whatever you would like to call the divine being or beings above us, they have the divine plan. All right, we have to trust. Not easy to do, but it's a necessity. All right, all right, so again, Journey by Moonlight, Believe in Magic, Desert Passage, Trust There is a Divine Plan, and Gates of Triumph, Success Expands in Your Life. That is the overview for this week. Now let me get a drink here. Because the topic this week, topic is the abandoned soul, the karmic blade that cuts both ways. I got this topic by rummaging around in all of my boxes because all my books are still packed away. I'm not gonna lie, I really need to get to all of it and put them on shelves so I can find all my stuff. But um, <laughs> I just haven't gotten there. I've been here, what, four years? Still haven't gotten there yet. <clears throat> but one of the books I found is called Destiny of Souls by Michael Newton, PhD. And he studied the life in between lives. So when we pass away from our current life, we go to the great beyond, all right, and stuff happens, and then we come back into our next life. So what happens during the stuff happens? That's what he studied. And I had forgotten about this book. I haven't forgotten about Michael Newton, but I forgot about this book. Um, and coming upon it again <clears throat> just lit me up because I, <laughs> I love this book. If you're interested at all in between about the cases um, or studies of live between lives, get Destiny of Souls. There's a link to it in um, the show's notes. And if you get it from Amazon, this is an affiliate link and I may earn a quarter or two. And if you don't want me to earn, have a quarter or two, and that's absolutely fine, then go to... Um, a store of your choosing and put in Destiny of Souls by Michael Newton, PhD. All right. Now, when I was when I found this book again, <clears throat> I thought, well, powers that be, do you want me to make this an Ask Alley topic, part of this book? And I got an I heard a yes, plain as day. So I'm like, okay, well, the whole book can't be an Ask Allie episode, but would it be kind of cool if it was? But since it can't be, where do you want me to, what part do you want me to um, talk about today? And they go, and I say they, when I say they, I mean Joshua and Selena, those guides. 
they said, go to the page that feels familiar. I'm like, oh, fantastic. So this has something to do with me again, right? Um, <clears throat> so I, I glanced through to see what would stand out. And this one <laughs> about abandoned souls jumped out. And I thought, well, just F me. <laughs> because um, just F me when I read it. And then I, when I read that title, and then I read through, and I'm like, oh my God, well, this kind of explains some stuff. And reading this, or going over this, will explain stuff for a lot of people. Uh, as a intuitive, I get a lot of questions about relationships. And, <coughs> excuse me, one thing that really stands out is people they're sad and not moving forward with things and they can't they can't possibly tell you why you say well this happened in your life could that be it no it's not it and they go through a list and nothing stands out well the abandoned soul may explain some things for you now I'm going to read this directly from his book destiny of souls it's page 56. If once you get the book, or if you already have it, you can flip it open. <clears throat> and it's a few pages long. So bear with me and uh, let's, let's do this. Okay, The Abandoned Soul. Belinda came to see me because of an overwhelming sense of sadness. She was unable to comprehend based on her current life experience. During my intake interview, I learned that she was 47 and had never been married. She moved to California from the East Coast after a stormy breakup with a man called Stuart some 20 years before. Belinda cared for Stuart, but she had broken off the engagement after making a decision to change her life and to come west to pursue a new career. She asked Stuart to come with her, but he did not want to leave his job and his family. Stuart pleaded with Belinda to marry him and stay in the area where they both had grown up, but she refused. Belinda told me that Stuart was devastated by her leaving, her leaving him, but he wouldn't follow her. Eventually, Stuart married someone else. Some years later, Belinda said she met Bert, and they had an intensely passionate relationship for a while, but eventually he left her for another woman. I wondered if this was the source of Belinda's unexplained sadness, but she told me no. She had been hurt, but that it was good she hadn't married Bert. Belinda now realized that besides his being an unfaithful lover, she and Bert were temperament temperamentally unsuited. Belinda added that, for some reason, long before her relationship with Ben began, she had these strange feelings of abandonment and loss. Now Belinda here, she is case number 14. It is my custom to move subjects into their most immediate past life before we enter the spirit world. This hypnosis, hy hypnosis technique allows for a more natural mental passage following a death scene. I asked Belinda to pick out a critical scene to open our discussion about her former life. She chose one of great mental anguish. She said she was a young woman by the name of Elizabeth living on a large farm near Bath, England in the year 1897. Elizabeth was on her knees holding the coattails of her husband, Stanley, who was dragging her through the front doorway of their manor house. 
After five years of marriage, Stanley was leaving her. Dr. Newton, what is Stanley saying to you at the moment? Her, now she begins to sob. He says, I'm sorry about this, but I need to get away from this farm and go out and see the rest of the world. How do you respond, Elizabeth? I am imploring, begging Stanley not to leave because I love him so much and that I will try harder to make him happy here. My arms are aching from holding his coat and being dragged down the hall to the front steps. What does your husband say? And she's still crying. Stanley says, it's not you, really. I'm just sick of this place. I'll be back. Dr. Newton then says, do you think he means it? She says, oh, I know a part of him loves me in some way, but his need to escape his life and all that he has known since he is boy is too overpowering. After she made that statement, my subject's body began to shake uncontrollably. Dr. N, after soothing her a bit, tell me what is happening now, Elizabeth. Oh, it's over. I can't hold him any longer. My arms are not strong enough. They hurt. And the subject rubs her arms. I fall down the rest of the steps in front of the servants. I don't care. Stanley gets on his horse and rides away while I watch helplessly. Do you ever see him again? I only know he went to Africa. How do you maintain yourself, Elizabeth? He left me the estate, but I do not manage it well. I let most of the staff and the workers go. In time, we have almost no livestock and I am barely living, but I cannot leave the farm. I must wait for him should he finally decide to come back to me. Elizabeth, I now want you to go to the last day of your life. Give me the year and the circumstances leading up to this day. It's 1919, so the subject is 52, and I am dying of influenza. I haven't put up much resistance in the past few, week, past few weeks because I have been just existing. My loneliness and sorrow, the struggle to keep the farm going, my heart is broken. I now take Elizabeth through her death scene and attempt to bring her into the light. It is of no use because she remains grounded to the farm. I soon discover that this rather young soul is about to become a ghost. Dr. N, why are you resisting moving up from the Earth's astral plane? I won't go. I can't leave yet. Why not? I must wait longer at the farm for Stanley. But you have waited 22 years already and he has not returned. Yes, I know. Still, I just can't bring myself to go. What do you do now? I hover as a spirit. I talk to Elizabeth about her ghostly appearance and behavior around the farm. She does not zero in on Stanley's energy vibrations to locate him anywhere in the world, as an experienced soul would do. Further questioning indicates that Elizabeth has the idea that if she can scare away any potential buyers, the estate may remain in the family. Indeed, the property does sit idle with no new occupants because everyone in the district knows the house is haunted. Elizabeth tells me she flies around the manor, ho manor house crying over her abandonment. So, Dr. M, how long do you wait for Stanley in Earth years? Uh, four years. Does this seem like a long time for you? What do you do? It is nothing. It's a few weeks. I cry and moan over my sadness. I can't help it. I know this scares people, especially when I knock things over. Why do you want to scare people who have done you no harm? To express my displeasure at what was done to me. 
Dr. N, please explain to me how all this comes to an end. I am called. Oh, you have asked for a release from the sad situation. There's a long pause. Well, not actually. Sort of. But he knows I am about ready. He comes up and says to me, don't you think this is enough? Who says this to you? And what happens? The Redeemer of Lost Souls calls to me and I move further away from Earth with him and we talk while waiting. Just a minute, is this your spirit guide? She smiles for the first time. No, we are waiting for my guide. This spirit is Donnie. He rescues souls like me. That's his job. Well, what does Donnie look like and what does he say to you? She laughs. He looks like a little gnome with a wrinkled face and a top hat, which is all beat up. His whiskers shake when he talks to me. He tells me if I want to stay longer, I can, but wouldn't it be more fun to go home and see Stanley there? He is very comical and makes me laugh, but he is so gentle and wise. He takes me by my hand and we move to a beautiful place to talk more. Dr. M, tell me about this place and what happens to you next. Well, this is a place for grieving souls like me, and it looks like a beautiful meadow and with flowers. Donnie tells me to be joyful, and he infuses my energy with love and happiness and purifies my mind. He lets me play like a child again among the flowers and tells me to chase butterflies while he rests in the sun. Dr. N, well, this sounds wonderful. How long does this go on? S, rather put off by my question, for as long as I want. During this time, does Donnie talk to you about Stanley and your behavior as a ghost? <sighs> she reacts with distaste. He absolutely does not do that. The Redeemer is not Titian, which is the subject's guide. These questions will come later. This is my time to rest. Donnie's old face is so full of kindness and love, he never scolds. He just encourages me to play. His job is to bring my soul back to health by helping me cleanse my mind. After Elizabeth's energy is rejuvenated, Donnie escorts her to Titian and kisses her goodbye. Then the preliminary evaluations begin with a normal orientation for someone returning to the spirit world. I was able to access this conference with Elizabeth-Belinda and it was instructive. In the beginning, she stated that her life as an abandoned wife was wasted. Certainly, Elizabeth pined away much of her life in suffering without making adjustments or accepting change. Under Titian's guidance, she saw that this lesson was not wasted. Belinda today is a very independent and productive woman who has weathered many emotional storms. By now, I am sure the reader has figured out that Stanley is Stuart today. When I relate this part of the story to people, some say to me, oh good, she was able to turn the tables on that bastard with, with the same treatment to get revenge for what he did to her. This thinking shows how misunderstood karmic lessons are. The souls of Elizabeth and Stanley volunteered to assume their roles today as Belinda and Stuart. Stuart needed to feel the emotional pain of what he had wrought on Elizabeth. As Stanley, he had made a commitment of marriage in a culture and, a, and at a time when women were quite dependent upon their husbands. Because his action to leave her was swift and uncompromising, it was particularly brutal. This does not excuse Elizabeth, who took no responsibility for making changes in her life. Her suffering and non-acceptance of the situation was so extreme, she ultimately became a ghost. By assuming Stanley's role in her current life, the soul of Belinda had to learn what motivated Stanley's feelings of entrapment 
and in an undesirable location. Belinda was not Stuart's wife when, he, when she left the East Coast, so the commitment was not quite the same as Stuart had with her in their former life when he was Stanley. Yet in this life, they were lovers again, and Stuart felt forsaken by Belinda's desire to leave their town, friends, and family to seek adventure and opportunity elsewhere. Because she had the courage to do this alone, Belinda's soul has now acquired the insight that Stanley did not leave her out of malicious desire to inflict emotional pain. Stanley wanted freedom, and so did Belinda. Belinda has carried the mental imprint of this past life into her life today. From a karmic standpoint, Belinda has a dose of residential sorrow as Elizabeth, which she was un unable to comprehend until our session. Belinda told me that she still thinks about Stuart and he probably cannot forget her since he, she was his first love. They are soulmates in the same group and I think that it is likely the two of them will assume a new role together in their next life, balancing what they have learned in the last two lives. For those of you who are curious why Belinda had to endure the brief unacquainted, unacquainted love affair with Bert, this was a test. Bert is another member of the same soul group and he volunteered to trigger Belinda's soul memories of being Elizabeth to see if she learned to stand up to the emotional pain of a broken heart. Bert's actions also served as a wake-up call for Belinda to realize in her current life how Stuart felt when she left him. The blade of karma cuts both ways. So did you see any of that in you? Did you see any of, a, of Belinda slash um, Elizabeth or Stuart slash Stanley in that of being you? The part that I recognized for myself, um, believe it or not, was the meadow. I have seen this meadow so many times, so many times. And when I used to post about it, uh, I believe the posts are still on Out of Body Ecstasy, I was always with Bill and Ted. Um, it, was, it was such a wonderful place, a calm place. And I never knew why I would go to this place. I didn't understand um, <laughs> the why of it. I, it just felt like I should be there. Now I understand the why. Now I understand that I've been there before in between lives. It's my aha moment. And also my aha moment um, of being there with Bill and Ted quite a bit. And in this lifetime, I'm not with either one of them, uh, nor will that ever probably happen, I'll be with either one of them. Um, but they both in this lifetime triggered my memories of that meadow and of our times together. And that has set me down, sent me down a whole um, different and uh, exciting, <laughs> it's been a very interesting life. All right, so again, this is from um, Destiny of Souls, New Case Studies of Life Between Lives by Michael Newton, PhD. Um, I will probably pick something else out of there as the weeks go on. Um, I find, again, life between lives to be utterly fascinating. Um, I have had a, 
um, past life regression into life between lives. Um, unfortunately, for, I don't remember what happened and I cannot find the recording for it, <laughs> um, which makes me sad in so many ways. Uh, what I do remember from this regression is um, me being at a house um, and I was doing dishes or scrubbing floors or or something like that. And um, it was a life when I was married to Bill and his name was Philip in that lifetime. And I, I remember dying. I remember seeing myself die and me hovering up above watching the scene unfold as Philip came running in along with our children to find me dead. And the pure pain and anguish that came from Philip, his, oh, his the hollering, the, the screaming of just, it was just pure pain. It was, it was horrible hearing. It was horrible hearing it um, in the past life re regression. I'm sure it was absolutely horrible hearing it when it originally happened. But um, I remember that part, and then um, I remember then taking me in the life between lives, but I don't remember what happened in that part, <laughs> which which stinks. And hopefully I'll, I'll be able to get that done again sometime so I can remember that, that section. All right, guys, we are here at the end. I hope you enjoyed that little tidbit about abandoned souls. Um, if you like this episode of Ask Allie, please rate it and tell your friends. And if no one's told you today... You are flipping awesome. I love you guys. I hope you have an incredible week and I'll catch you next Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.